is Josh Knows Sports, the podcast. He ain't joshing ya. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Josh Knows Sports, the show on anything NFL, MLB, or NBA-related with some Seattle sports bias. Joining me today, Vincent Page of Halo Hangout. They're the uh, Angels subsidiary of Fansided.com. Thank you so much, Vincent. Uh, my first question is this Tommy LaStella thing. Is this a fluke, or do you do you think he's going to – maybe, you know, be a secondary star for the Angels? You know, probably a little bit of both. Um, calling him, you know, our future second star alongside Mike Trout is, t- is tough to do with so little games being played already this year. But we're getting close to the one-third mark, and he hasn't really slowed down at all. He's only been heating up. And, you know, it's very rare that we've seen something like this for the Angels where um, the guy that they pick up, just a small move, plays extremely well, and then continues doing it for an entire season. Um, in the first months of just this year, we saw Brian Goodwin, who they claimed on opening day, he was our he was the top 15 hitter in the American League throughout the first month of the year, but he's kind of been winding down right now. But Tommy yeah. Lasella does just seem different, and they're continuing to give him at bats. And you know, being a left-handed hitter, it's something that the Angels have needed in their lineup for a long time. So I think it's a little bit in between. I don't think it's just a fluke and he's going to just regress to his career averages after this but i also don't think he's a star in the making gotcha yeah that that sounds about right one well, uh you mentioned left-handed hitters and cole calhoun he's interesting because i know being a mariners fan he always kills us and he seems to to have a lot of potential in him but he just seems to have like was it either last year or 2017 where his average was just not there? Yeah, last yeah. year last year he was fighting um, to stay above the Mendoza line for the first part of the season into May. <laughs> yeah, he, he just because, you know, he's he I, I mean, this is a stretch, but actually at times I think he's, you know, he has he has the, in terms of leadoff men, he has the potential to be as scary as George Springer. Except, you know, he because he has the same amount of pop, I think, as Springer, but just, you know, average, average, you know, that's the key to surviving in a lineup. So, but yeah, but, you know, the point being, you know, he's he he I feel like a lot of opponents underestimate him when they see his average before the game. And it's like, no, guys, he, he's he can ball. <laughs> he can yeah, hit. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, we saw it last year. He. Well, when Cole first came up, he's been Trout's right-hand guy his entire career. And, you know, there have been times in that span where Calhoun's been hitting just as good as Trout for like a month at a time or something. And he's really just been perfect for the Angels. He's a great outfielder, a gold glove outfielder, and he hits wherever. And last year, you know, after his awful start, he was arguably the best hitter in baseball over the summer after he, he came back from a stint on the DL. And after that, you know, he kind of ended the season back where he began it, struggling to hit. And then this year we saw him do the same thing as last year where he came in. It wasn't really working. And he just, he started changing his batting stance, which he never did in his first six years in Anaheim. 
And now he changes it so willingly and he just has this desire to be great. And this is his last year on his current contract with the angels and with so much outfield depth in our farm system, it's tough to see him coming back, especially at the $10 million price that he is this year. But Cole Calhoun's been an absolute blessing for angels fans to watch for the past six or seven years. Oh, oh, for sure. No, he's, and he's, and he's clutch. I, I am, I think he's had his share of, you know, of walk off home runs. I know last year against the Mariners, he, he ended their night, but so yeah, he's, he, he is fun to watch the, um, I was actually going to ask in terms of the uh, AL West, you know, you know, both our teams are in, in in the West. The Astros are, you know, this early running away with it. I don't think uh, you guys, uh, us or the A's and Rangers have the horses or have have enough horses because in terms of trout to uh, to catch them. But um, do you see the Angels, you know, making like a, a good wild card run this season or is it still maybe like one or two two years away so i started the season saying you know i think we're going to be in it come you know august later into the summer later than last year last year we fell out pretty early because of injuries um and i kind of stand by that right now not not because this team isn't talented i think this team can win 85 games even more than that if everything goes right and our injured guys come back fully healthy and ready but you look at the AL and there's three teams in the AL East that are more than likely going to the playoffs. And then the twins and Cleveland in the central are both very good teams. And the angels are going to have to beat one of those to get to the playoffs on top of whoever in the AL West, you know, if the Mariners or if the A's can turn it around, it's going to be such a crowded field. And before the season, we were kind of talking about how the NL has all these good baseball teams and how there's going to be so many good teams left out of the playoffs. And now the ALs kind of look in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. What? Right. Well, and actually, though, I think right now, I mean, the it's just there seems to be a, uh, you know, there is, of course, you know, there is 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 the wild card race. But there's I'm pretty sure that the, if you don't count the Astros, who are well on their own right now, I don't I I'm pretty sure that as of yesterday, the Angels, the Mariners and the A's are all tied. And it's just amazing because, um, and, and I'm not surprised about the Angels and Mariners being tied because, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't follow the Angels regularly, but my hunch is that similar to the Mariners, your problem is not as much hitting as it is bullpen because I, I, I cause like in our, in our, in our last series in April, uh, where, where our teams faced off in, uh, Anaheim, the amazing comeback by your hitting against our terrible bullpen. But, um, but then it's just, I mean, what was it? Um, Corey, uh, uh, Cody Allen came in and couldn't do it. A lot yeah. of guys just shelled. So, I mean, it's, I, uh, unless there's another aspect, it seems like your guys' biggest concern is uh, bullpen maybe, or just, yeah, it's well, just an outsider punch, but it, it it's a little bit of both. You're right in the terms that um, that series wasn't the best for our bullpen, and uh, but and Cody Allen has been a bad signing so far this year, um, <laughs> much like most of our pitching signings. But the biggest problem right now for the Angels, you're right, our offense has been 
phenomenal. Before the season, there was one uh, projection that said, oh, they're going to have the third best offense in the American League. That seemed a little, oh, wow. that seemed a little heavy for me, but you know, everyone's been hitting and when everyone's hitting, it's really fun to watch games. And, but, um, our bullpen has actually been besides a couple outliers, you know, um, really, really great. Um, there's a lot of guys that have stepped up. Uh, Hansel Robles has become a cult hero in Anaheim, in Anaheim. Um, Ty Buttry, who we got from Boston last year in the Ian Kinsler trade has been our stopper. Just pitch whenever you need him. He has an ERA under one right now. Uh, and we've just had a lot of guys who have stepped up recently. And, you know, Cody Allen, we saw it the past couple of years in Cleveland. It's really surprising. He got the amount of money he did on his contract, but, um, he's just not really a closer anymore. He just doesn't have the velocity. And, you know, I think there's still a role for him in the bullpen, but he just, he's not the closer anymore. And that's kind of been handed over to Robles. And recently the past few weeks, our bullpen has been really good, but it's in our rotation. You know, Matt Harvey just got his ERA below six on the season with his last <laughs> um Trevor Cahill who's had some really really good starts and I've been impressed with but his ERA is even higher and it's been really really discouraging Tyler Skaggs isn't the exact same pitcher we saw before he went down last year and then we're still waiting on guys like Andrew Heaney to come back off the IL and contribute yeah yeah well no it's yeah, well is I was actually going to ask is uh is um Garrett Richards is done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's with San Diego now. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, 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 because he was, he was fun to watch, uh, like when you guys would, would be broadcast on national TV. But I think for, for him, it was just health. He just couldn't yeah. go through a full season. I'm actually surprised that he's, I asked about him because I'm surprised he's still active because I, I thought he had like a really career threatening injury where, he was recommended to just stop, but I guess, yeah, it's, but well, yeah, no, a, um, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah. He's uh, had injuries in the past that have been, you know, he had one in his forearm that was, you know, pretty concerning, but he came back from that. Um, this one, you know, he got Tommy John surgery and he's going to miss all of this year. And so, and like you said, you know, when he's healthy, he has flashed so much upside you know he has a full arsenal he has five pitches that he can use and he's just been so good when he's healthy but I think for the Angels it was kind of just a you know I don't want to say a cleansing because that sounds really negative towards Richards but <laughs> probably just best for both to you know kind of have a new environment and you know for the Padres to give him a, a two-year deal so that they you know he can rehab this year and then next year try and come back and you know have that full season he's been waiting for his entire career I think it was probably just best for both sides, especially with the Angels having um, a lot of their prospects uh, coming up and uh, almost ready to contribute in the rotation. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and so I mean, back to your you're right. Well, and back to your point about the this this wild AL race. Um, yeah, I do agree that it it is something else. Maybe it could end up being like. The 2017 race, if you if you recall that, where I mm -hmm. think at uh, I think every where every team chasing wild card at one point during that summer took uh, took the uh, lead in the second wild card. You guys, Mariners, Twins, and then yeah. the Twins they just they just got hot at the right time. That's why they made made the playoffs. But yeah, it's just I just I think that the AL West. I'm actually not really sure where where the order is going to go after the Astros because you know I, yeah I mean 
are you know you have you guys have the best active player right now and the former best active player and um and yet you know i i you know it is is just but you know yet albert you know he he's at the downside of his career the uh, mariners we have you know we have edwin encarnacion but he's expected to be traded soon and we you know we acquired a lot of new guys during our fire sale but mm-hmm. they're not really playing well right now and we we don't have the pitching and then you you have the rangers who you know beltray retired he is in a full on rebuild and then the a's who you just can't predict the a's because you know they could make the playoffs like uh, last year or lose 90 games so yeah so um going off of your point it, it's a wild race but yeah the well actually in terms of mike trout <laughs> so as a as a mariners fan who 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 cringed at the length of Robinson Cano's Mariner contract and of course mm-hmm. he did he was traded halfway through it and then um and then who also you know who loves Albert but cringed at his at at, at his 2012 signing do you think i mean do you think that even as amazing as Mike Trout is that that he'll fall victim to this hefty contract struggle yeah or I, or no I started like laughing halfway through that because I knew exactly where you were going with it. And <laughs> I really think it's, you know, right after Mike Trout signed, because I, remember at the time there was all the Bryce Harper stuff, you know, like, oh, you know, there's a guy in 2020 that I'm definitely going to be talking to. And, you know, all this tampering stuff, the Angels had contacted the MLB about it. And Angels fans, it was just pure celebration and like joy when the contract happened. And, you know, me being like the, I always overanalyze everything. Like when, when <laughs> we signed Matt Harvey for, I think it was like 10 million this off season. I was like, you know, I really would have rather had him for like eight and a half, but okay. Um, <laughs> and it's crazy because every time we've seen a contract like this, it really hasn't worked out. But, and like you look at Bryce Harper right now in Philadelphia you know, he hit a ball out of the stadium yesterday, but Tommy Lasell is having a better year than him. And Tommy Lasell is having a really good year, but for someone that you signed for 13 years where they don't have a designated hitter for him to go to when he gets older for now. Right. You know, it's scary right. to think about how bad that contract could end up with. And like pitchers like Chris Sale started the year disastrously and everyone was super concerned about that. But um, to answer your question about Mike Trout's contract, um, Taylor Blake Ward, who hosts the Locked on Angels podcast, did a really good job of explaining it to people. And he used fan graphs. Uh, They have a calculator that basically uses war to project how much a player is worth that season. And basically like $10 million is worth one war. And Mike Trout's been worth hundreds and hundreds of million dollars so far in his career. I think he was worth like... $80 $80 million last year, according to fan graphs. And like, obviously no one's going to get paid $80 million a year, but he used it as a very good way to explain that, you know, Mike Trout in four or five years of his prime could, you know, he's going to play off the amount that this contract's worth before that those really bad years can come. You know, Albert Pujols, when he signed, he had one year, you know, his first year here, I think he finished 13th in MVP voting. And then after that, it's been mostly just 
240 batting average, 240 batting average. He had one year with 40 home runs, but you know, with Mike Trout, people forget, you know, he hasn't, you know, the prime for baseball players is like 28 to 31 and he's still only 27. You know, we have no idea what we're going to see from this kid or this guy. Sorry. Right. Um, right. And, uh, um, oh, yeah. you know, I think he's going to play off the amount that he's worth in this contract. I really think he's going to just be, we're so much more. And for the city of Anaheim to be able to say that Mike Trout was forever an angel and he never put on like a Phillies uniform or something. It's going to feel, yeah. it's going to be worth it, especially for Artie Marino, the owner to be able to do that. It's been a long time since he's had a player like that. And obviously he's never had one as good as Mike Trout. No, right. Well, well, yeah. And well, and if I'm Mike Trout, actually, you know what? A small part of me, a small part of me was actually a little surprised that, well, and, and this is just a, biased Mariners fan who wants to who who doesn't want his team to play Trout 19 times a year but I was kind of I I was a little surprised that Trout extended this early without waiting out the market and that's not at all on him it's Mm -hmm. on the Angels because you have the best active player in the game and he only has one playoff berth during his time and he just doesn't and a lot of the surrounding Angels players seem to be underachievers. There's so much talent, but because of the pitching struggles, they just, he, I mean, so the point being, I, I am just, I am just wondering if he's getting a little impatient saying, Hey, you know, Moreno, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's start to build a team around me, you know, just because uh, the, the, the uh, angel, you know, I'm not saying the angels have, have wasted his talent, but you look at his stats and the how he is is by far the best active player in the game, and one playoff berth mm-hmm. so where we got swept. Right, right, <laughs> and he struggled. I totally get that. It is the playoffs, but the like point is, you know, he he uh, he um, deserves to have his hours put in to the playoffs. So it's just, so it's just very interesting. But yeah, he's he is a prime player, and I'm sure that. Because he and Bryce were drafted the same year, I'm sure that that you and many other Angels fans have heard comparisons at some point about him and Bryce. You know, but but it's like no comparison, not even close in terms For of the batting Angels? average. Yeah, um, or or, 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 um, or just people comparing Bryce and Trout. <laughs> it's not it's just, just Bryce Harper. It has been. This was my like. It's been every so the year Trout came up. Obviously, the Dodgers have had much more team success than the Angels since Mike Trout has come up, you know. But yeah, since Trout has come up every single season, the Dodgers have this new kid in town where everyone's like, oh, he might be the best player in L.A. He might be better than Trout. You know, the first year, his rookie year, that rookie class was, you know, he was being compared to Harper. And, you know, that's kind of obvious. They came up the same day. They both went to the All-Star game. Those comparisons are going to be need. Those comparisons are going to be made. Obviously, Trout's better. Um, but that first year, you know, Yasiel Pui came up and was just blowing the MLB away with how amazing this guy was. You know, five-tool talent, um, emotional on the field, so much passion. Right. And then, you know, he kind of tapered out. And then Jock Peterson came up like, this guy can hit the ball 500 feet. Tapered out. Corey Seager, <laughs> really good ball player. I love watching Corey Seager play isn't the player that trout is. And then you had, um, 
Cody Bellinger, who this year has been phenomenal. So much fun to watch. His swing is so effortless and the ball goes so far. And then you had Max Muncy last year and it's just these players kept getting compared to Trout on the Dodgers and Trout's just continually, continuously been so much better. And that's the thing when we start comparing players to Trout and saying, you know, the best in the MLB, those players have to be that good for, in my opinion, at least two to three years. You know, like Mookie Betts has been the only player where I've been like, okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe Trout has some competition. And this year, you know, yeah. you've seen Mookie not be as phenomenal as he's been in the past two years. And, you know, even guys like Jose Altuve, who won the MVP, it's just, it's just not the same you get from Trout. Right. No. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, right. Well, it's interesting because, um, it's just, um, I, just uh, yeah, I uh, and it, it's funny you mentioned Altuve because if it it it's kind of scary right now being, I mean I it it's kind of scary right now being a Mariners A's or Rangers fan and and here's why, uh, uh us nor the A's or Rangers have an Altuve or Trout type guy that can invoke fear in any pitcher or opposing team and you just like try to pitch around them so much that it backfires. But it's, but like, you know, the Trout and Altuve, they, they are un they are unreal. And it is in terms of being able to sustain their numbers and rarely have a slump. I think Trout's worst slump was 2017, but that was, you know, for, for, for an average player that was, you know, doing well, but it's just, but, you know, just to have a player on your team that can make a difference and just, I mean, and, you may notice this too, but you know, for the Mariners seem to have this fear, you know, they, 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 um, when they face off against a really good hitter, they seem to have this delusion that that hitter is hitting 900 versus like 330. So it seems like whenever we, we face off against Trout, he's always on base. I am not exaggerating. There was this one series where if he didn't, get a hit he walked he's a menace so and and same as Altuve so that's why actually you know in terms of you mentioning Altuve that's why I think the Angels are as long as you guys have Trout you are I think the biggest dark horse to what's the word to overthrowing to dethroning the Astros in in our division because it, like just because you know you know and you know us the A's and the Rangers, we have good players like Shinsu Chu's good. Uh, who else? Mitch Hanniger's good mm-hmm. and he's young too, but, but we, no, but it's not the same as a trout or an Altuve. Yeah. The, and I mean, it, and the thing with the Astros is they have, there's like four guys on that team that could be MVPs, you know, Altuve, exactly. Correa, Bregman, I think is the best out of all four of them. And then you have Springer. It's, it's absolutely insane. And, you know, obviously, baseball's, you know, drafts aren't as exciting as the NFL or NBA drafts, but I actually wanted to kind of get into a conversation with you about Jerry DePoto, because for Angels fans, you know, he, he, we still kind of blame him a little bit, you know, for only making the playoffs once with Trout, and obviously this offseason was pretty wild for the Mariners fans, like, are you guys rebuilding, are you guys trying to compete like what's going on and you know it seemed like your moves like counter uh just kind of went against each other at times and i get you know you have to take contracts on 
I was just kind of curious about your opinion of Jerry Depoto thus far. That I'm so glad you asked that, Vincent. Oh gosh. So, well, and all. Um. So I, he, I think, I am overall disappointed. Uh, my overall grade is a is a C minus. Uh, but but first, I will say that I think he he has this delusion that that if you if you make a ton of moves that'll make you a star gm but actually that's worse because if you if you're making a ton of moves and your team is continuing to to struggle to make the playoffs like like the mariners that's actually not good you are he is he is over general managing and i think that um and also he just he doesn't like past mariners gms he doesn't invest in in a Justin Verlander, instead he invested in a Rosmo Ramirez, who 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 has a career four ERA. Like you know, the if you want to make the World Series, be bold, take a risk, and acquire a player midseason who will help the the uh, Mariners, including under under Depoto's time, are still yet to make a midseason splash since the days of Lou Pinella when when. We last made the playoffs. Yeah. That was the season before you guys won won the World Series. So since since you guys have won the World Series, we have not made a mid season splash since before then. And I give him a C minus because I thought that this fire sale was giving up on last year's team too early. You know, they mm-hmm. they they faded. You know, they we we had a terrible second half uh, on all aspects, but. We have to remember that the a it was just an unlucky year. The uh, A's just got yeah. really hot. They just could not lose. But that doesn't mean but that doesn't mean that the M's were not good. They won almost ninety games. It, it's just that it was it was the the uh, M's. It, it isn't that the M's were super cold. Even it's just that it in order to have played with with how the A's played, they they also would have had to play 700 ball. And no one, uh, except for certain past A's teams, have. And I don't like this fire sale because he uh, he compromised all-star playoff talent for youth that still doesn't really look like they're in the major leagues. Like Malik Smith, our, our new mm-hmm. center fielder, he, he's dropped so many routine fly balls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of our new uh, pickups uh, can't play defense while while our old giveaways uh, could, yeah. and I think that and it's really setting us back now four years. When I think that if he had kept Segura, Cano, Cruz, Zanino, uh, Paxton, that I think that team was on their way to something special. Mm-hmm. It's just the A's. You know, they they ran into the A's wall. So to to answer your question, I. I'm really disappointed, and I'm not happy with 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 his former assistant Scott Service as manager. Um, mm-hmm. But in fairness to Service, he he can only work with the guys that Jerry Depoto yeah. acquires for him. Yeah, exactly. so so is your is your is your opinion on Jerry Depoto similar to that? Yeah, it was. I mean, yes. In short, in short, yes. Um, he just never seemed like he knew what he was doing, if that made sense. And you know, you totally a lot of a lot of Angels fans complained about Mike Mike Sosha as manager down the line, you know, in his past few years. And 
you know, if there's one thing that Mike Sosha did good for the Angels, it's one, took us to the World Series. B, right. got Jerry DePoto to pack his bags and leave in the middle of a season. Because, I mean, <laughs> Billy Epler has been the reason that the Angels have Mike Trout still and they have Shohei Otani. You know, Billy Epler has invested so much in the farm system. You know, he kind of... He kind of did the opposite of what the Mariners did where they were like, okay, let's trade away these contracts. Let's trade, let's trade away Robinson Cano and in the process, give away the best closer in baseball. Yeah, oh, that, that was the geez. trade that really made me like not having DePoto anymore. Cause I think the other ones you can kind of make a, okay, I kind of understand this. James Paxton always hurt trading for a young arm. Okay. But that one was insanity to me. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> you know, Billy Epler has invested a lot in the farm system. And a few, a few years ago, there were articles calling the Angels farm system the worst in baseball. And, you know, now we have guys that can contribute, you know, just this season. We've called up guys, whether it be for short stints like um, Luis Ranjifo, just a middle infielder, came up. He played really good defense, put the bat on the ball. And then, you know, he just did a good job. Jared Walsh, who's a uh, two-way player, he pitches and hits. Um, he's only been hitting right now, but you know, he's just been playing well. And then our top pitching prospect, Griffin Canning has come up and he took a perfect game into the fifth yesterday, which I know isn't a big deal. And, you know, he pitched seven really good innings of baseball and all four of his starts so far have been really good. And it's just, it's, I don't know if the Mariners feel this too, but for us to have young guys coming up and just to be excited about, it's just such a new feeling in Anaheim because we haven't had it for so long. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, right. Yeah. And no, that's that, that I totally agree. And I think to, to, uh, go off that, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, and I think that the young guys who Jerry acquired, you know, like, for example, Justice Sheffield, and I, I, I think that that Jared Kalenic guy in the Cano DS trade is going to be something special as, uh, according to sources, the, uh, Mets GM is really going to regret that one mm -hmm. uh, in terms of their side of things. But yeah, I, but I just think this team, you know, it, if this fire sale happened and like, uh, and the, the Mariners had just broken their playoff drought or made the playoffs every year, that's different because I trust that this management has the kind of talent to, to turn it around next year or two years later, but it's the fact that, that this team has a huge drought. Um, biggest active pro sports playoff drought mm -hmm. was so close. Had, had the horses to make the playoffs, but now it's just taking another step back and fans are getting impatient, you know? So, so, so I, I mean that it's great to hear about the angels because yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I, and it makes so much sense that DePoto did not work out because, you know, he once again, you had Cole Calhoun, Howie Kendricks, Pujols, and Trout in the same lineup and couldn't put together a playoff team. So it's just, it, it's just really, it, it, it's mind boggling. But yeah. So I am so glad you asked that. Well, that's about a wrap. Uh, I just want to thank you so much, Vincent, for being a guest. It's been really fun talking angels. But, uh, yeah, the, um, Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, this has been Josh Knows Sports, the, the show on anything NFL, MLB, or NBA related with some potential Seattle sports bias. Um, 
You can find my blog site, joshnosports.com. That's K-N-O-W-S. My Facebook page with sports commentary and fun facts, Josh Knows Sports. And my uh, Twitter, which is at Josh Madwell. That's at Josh, M-A-D-U-E-L-L. Thank you so much once again, Vincent. That's a wrap.